Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Chromatic Distortion. This is your host, Corey Caesar. It's Tuesday, August 28th, 2018. Crazy. 2018 is almost over, guys. Um, we're calling this one episode 11. We're calling this one Be Heard, Not Herded. All right, I hope you checked out episode 10. It's quickly becoming one of our most listened to episodes already. Um, it's our first serial killer edition. We will be doing more of those. It was about the Night Stalker. Check it out. It's pretty good. It's a little long. Oh, well. Um, didn't really have anything prepared for this episode, so it's pretty much... I just I actually recorded this yesterday. Didn't have time to do the intro-outro. Put a little music in it, so uh, I'm doing that today. I'm going to publish it today, so I'm a little bit behind schedule uh, a few days, but oh, well. Um, I didn't really have nothing planned for you guys, so kind of just made myself a drink and just started talking. But uh, it's a little over an hour. I hope you enjoy it. hope you get some insights. hope you learn something. Um, like always, please go to that Instagram page, uh, Chromatic Distortion Podcast. We're up to like 180 followers. Go to that uh, Chromatic Distortion uh, Facebook page group also, uh, Chromatic Distortion listeners. We're up to like 300. We got like 310 members or something like that. Um. And just keep listening. Keep subscribing to whatever uh, platform you're listening to. We're at like the 550 listener mark right now. So that's pretty awesome. It's pretty cool. Um, but other than that, man, let's just go ahead and let's get into it. Uh, once again, this is Chromatic Distortion with Corey Caesar. This is episode 11. Be heard, not herded. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Chromatic Distortion with Corey Caesar. What is going on, you little titty babies? Welcome back. Man, it's been, uh, I know I'm a little off schedule on this latest podcast. I got a little, uh, got a little busy this week and I got nothing prepared for you guys today. So this one, I'm pretty much just, uh, I got me, uh, uh, a crown royal with some squirt. So I got me a drink and a gummy. I got a gummy in my tummy and a drink in my hand. And that may be what we even titled this bad boy. I don't really know yet. Because uh, I really have zero idea what we're going to talk about. But um, I just wanted to throw out an episode because fuck it. You guys have been getting some episodes. So I want to uh, keep it a little bit on schedule. Um, that last episode, man, was a banger, though. That episode 10 you haven't listened to it it's our first serial killer edition you better get on it you gotta go all the way back to like episode four to uh have an episode that was more listened to which is kind of crazy it's only been out a little over a week now a week and a day and uh it's already surpassed uh five through nine in listens so that's pretty cool people are listening to it people are still going back and listening to those earlier episodes too which is pretty awesome but, uh, yeah, I've been real busy. I've been working a lot of extra hours at work this last week, preparing for this uh, Labor Day weekend coming up because I got the following week off. So that's going to be cool. Hopefully I can do a couple episodes that week so I'll have some time on my hands. But uh, there's my cat. There's the co-host, Annabelle Rose, coming to say hi. You hear? 
What's up, girl? All right, go lay down. Don't scratch. Don't scratch the couch because we are in the chromatic distortion studio, which is my couch in my living room. I actually just re-upped my lease. That's one of the other things I've been doing this week. I uh, just signed my lease. I've been here 13 months now, almost. So 12 months. I think next month will be 13, actually. So I just re-signed like a 15-month lease. That's as long as it'll do. Um, so we're locked in here for 15 months. God, you got 15 more months at least from this location of podcast. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I'm going to have fun doing it. So we got that locked down. That's pretty cool. Um, other than that, man, yeah, and then this weekend, I was going to do one yesterday. I was just sitting down. I had a drink poured and everything. Had another gummy in my tummy. And I was just going to sit down and bullshit kind of like I am today. Uh, but my friend, my friend texted me and we went up to, uh, you know, to see my boy in Michigan and his wife and their two kids. They got a nice little beautiful home out in Michigan, just in the country. I love it out there. It's peaceful. They got a beautiful pool. We just sat out there and, uh, talked some fantasy football cause it's fantasy football time guys. And, uh, we've been in this league, me and my friends, uh, we've been in a keeper dynasty league for like, man, it's gotta be like nine or 10 years now probably, but. We've done a keeper league for like seven and a dynasty league for five. It's going to be year six. So you keep guys and then um, that's the keeper part. But we do a five-year running total. Uh, how you finish, you get some extra points. And then if we, we throw an extra money towards the dynasty fund. And uh, if you accumulate the most points over that five-year period, you are considered the dynasty winner. You know, you've had the most dominant team for that five years. And you win yourself a nice little chunk of change. And it was, like, I think it was $1,000 the last time. Because I think we threw in 20 a team uh, a year for the dynasty. This year we're doing 50. We're doing 150 buy-in for the season and then 50 for that dynasty. And we do a championship belt. Guys, we do like a wrestling championship belt. It was white and platinum. as pimp. And the winner sign it and the winner keeps it for the year. And then the dynasty winner gets to keep that belt for life. And uh, Dom, our boy Dom Naminsky, shout out to Dom. Shout out to Skibo. He uh he won that dynasty. He won that that fun. He actually won the league two times and maybe a third time before we even started the dynasty. He's just been dominating with like this fan duel type team too at that. So I went over there and he's not gonna be able to make this draft. We do a live draft. So we all meet up one time a year, Labor Day weekend, that Sunday before, which is kind of cool because it's hard to get a bunch of people together, you know, ten people's lives. You know, most of my friends, they're married and got kids and shit, not this guy. You know, I'm still rocking that single life, so I can meet up with anybody. But, uh, you know, they got they got other obligations. So it's really hard to get 10 adults in the same place at the same time for, for any extended long period of time that you need to actually do a draft. So that's pretty cool that we, uh, we usually manage every year to get all 10 guys here. Our other friend, Kenny, he's not going to be there either. He, it's his kind of anniversary, so he's going to be out for the weekend. He's going to try to Skype in as best he can, but, you know, whatever. And then uh, my boy Desi, same thing. He's going to be out of town. He's going to be at a concert, a Pro Jam concert at uh, at Fenway, I believe, in Boston. So uh, I went over there, and I'm going to draft for him. So he was just giving me some ideas of who he wanted and, like, what rounds and whatnot so he can get such a trash team. But that's what I did. I went out there, so I, I didn't get a chance to record uh, yesterday, but we're doing it today. And uh, speaking of that football, man, you guys hear about, uh, I just heard 
there was like that shooting at that Madden, uh, that Madden video game tournament today or uh, yesterday, I think it was. How fucked up is that, dude? And those term gaming tournaments are crazy now, man. They got them for everything. I've been seeing like Snapchats of people uh, playing these tournaments and shit. And there's a lot of people. They got sponsors and there's big money. There's big money. I mean, these are they're, some of these dudes are winning like hundred thousand dollars. I think this tournament was for like thirty five G's or forty grand or something like that, and then a chance to like go on to Vegas for like the big big money. Like that's fucking crazy. So this dude was like a an up and coming guy. I think uh, uh, David Katz. David Katz. Maybe that's right. David Katz. I think they call him Bread. That was his nickname. Bread. Twenty four. I don't know why I call him a kid. That's a fucking adult. That ain't no kid. He's twenty four. Twenty four playing a game. In a tournament for big money. That's kind of crazy. But he And he killed dudes that were older than him. I think 27, 24 maybe. I'm not 100% sure on that. I didn't do notes, guys. I told you that. So this is all memory. And uh, he lost. So he was like an up-and-comer. I think he won like the Buffalo Bills tournament like in 2017. Something like that. And the team like shouted him out or whatnot. He won like 35 Gs. So he was like this up-and-coming player, I guess. And then took that L. And... uh couldn't handle it, man. Couldn't handle it. Couldn't handle that loss. And that's a little big problem here. We were having, I think, a lot lately. These kids, they can't handle, uh, can't handle rejection. You know, people want to scream gun, 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 gun control, all this gun shit. We need to look at ourselves first because we're just uh, a bunch of murderers. You know, we're getting, we're getting weird. And we're not teaching people how to handle rejection. And we're not teaching kids how to handle losing. And you lose in life sometimes. You can't always win. It's life, guys. I know we all want to be equal. The problem is, is that no one's equal. All right? And now, you shouldn't base your judgment of equality on a skin color or arbitrary uh, characteristics like that. But I'm different than you, and you're different than me, and I'm different than my buddy Andy and my buddy Kenny, and my buddy Das, and my buddy Desi, and my buddy Larry, we're all different. We all have different skills, right? So to say that we're all equal is an ignorant statement because we're not equal. Now, I may do some things better than them, but they do things better than me also. So to say that we're equal and we're on this like equal playing field is just wrong, and it's, it's a lie to yourself. So if we teach these kids that we're 100% the same and that there is no one that can be better than you in anything, and no one can achieve higher than you. We're setting ourselves up for failure. We're setting ourselves up to allow these people to uh, to harbor these feelings inside that no one can be better than me. And then if something happens, when real life happens, because it all, it all, it's happened to every single one of you listening right now, you've been hit in the face with some life. You know, it just smacks you right across that face, and it uh, knocked you down for a second, and you said, oh, shit. Uh, I wasn't expecting that. Well, well, when I was a kid, at least, you know, I always go back to this saying. We had this saying when I was a kid, and you said it all the time, right? And it was, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me, right? That's what we taught ourselves. And so you took the words, and you're like, okay, I'm rubber, you're glue, whatever you say, uh, bounces off of me and sticks back to you. Remember that shit? Because you didn't give a fuck. So what? So what? Someone said a little something about me. doesn't matter. Unless you're hitting me with that stick or you're throwing that stone at me, throwing them fists or them bows at me, then uh, 
you're not really hurting me. And I need to be able to realize and be able to handle as I grow up the fact that people are going to do shit better than me. Right? There's going to be 10 million podcasts better than this. Does it make me upset? Nope. Because I'm having fun and I know I know my lane. Right? Because I didn't grow up thinking that uh, everything I do, I'm going to be the best at. Right? I'm going to do my best and I'm going to try my best. And if I put in that effort and I do what I, what I set out to do, then how's that not a win? Whether I lost to somebody else, you know, if I'm running a race and someone beats me, but did I try? Did I put my best? Did I train the hardest? Did I give my best effort? Did I leave it all on the field? And if that answer is yes, then what are you ashamed of? But we don't teach kids that no more. We teach these kids that if you try, as long as you go out there and show up, then you're going to get the same reward as the person next to you who maybe spent those late nights uh, reading that book, writing that paper, shooting that layup, throwing that football, hitting that baseball, doing that math problem, you know, making that volcano with the baking soda and shit. And you didn't do it. So why do if I show up and, and you show up, why do we get the same prize? That's not fair either. It's not fair to the kid who wants to try hard because he wants to do the best in himself. And if that so happens to put him better than you, then that's the bonus. That's the extra you get out of it. But the main part is just doing it, right? You did it. You competed. You finished. You tried. You did your best. These kids can't handle it. This kid obviously couldn't handle it. He took a loss, went inside, and grabbed a fucking gun, dude. Come on. Grabbed a gun and came back and shot up people. Because he fucking lost a video game. Man, when I was a kid, at worst, you threw that fucking uh, controller on the ground. Because the computer cheated. And we all know, anyone that plays video games knows that fucking AI cheats. That video cheats like a motherfucker. That game, dude, that AI cheats. And you get mad sometimes. You play for like two hours. You can't beat a level. And you turn it off. And you're like, fuck it. Why do they even make a game that I can't beat? And you get angry. But then you just sit down for a second. And you're like, all right. I get it. I fucked up a little bit. Let me go back and reassess. And usually after that little 10 minute break. And you uh, uh, assess what you were doing wrong. Usually you're like, oh, there's that little trick. There's that little piece I missed. And then you're like, how did I not see that? Damn. But that's, that goes back. That's that kid. That's that kid that just keeps trying. He may have failed, but so he beat you because he probably played uh, on that extra hard level and maybe played a few more games than you. Or maybe just better than you, bro, because he has better hand-eye coordination. Who gives a fuck? You don't shoot somebody because they beat you and you can't handle a loss. Take the L like a man, bro. Show up next week. Show up next year. Play those other tournaments. Beat your friends online. Go play those little 10-year-old virgins who always beat me. That's why I don't even play online no more. These little kids fucking beat me. Just crazy. Cause I'm, I'm a gamer. I'm a gamer, man. I used to at least I used to be a gamer. I was a way better gamer than when I was a kid than I am now. I think it's cause like when you're a kid, just you're you learn quicker and you're faster with your fingers. I think you have better flexibility in your fingers and shit when you're a kid. Like my hands seem like they're stiffer now. I can't hit the buttons as fast. And I can't think like my my brain process. I don't think it's as fast as it was when I was a kid, which is weird to think about. But I don't really get into like uh, video games that much anymore. It's hard. I don't really have the time. 
So usually I buy a game, I get all excited about it. I play for like, it, I usually waste a weekend. You know, I'll, I'll play all Saturday night and uh, all Sunday. And then I go to sleep for work early. I go into work, I come home, and it's like I just rather watch TV because I'm only going to be up for a few hours before I go to bed for work, wake up to work tomorrow. So it's like, then I just wait to the whole weekend, and then by then, it's like I got something else going on for that next weekend. And the next thing you know, you're like three weeks out, and you haven't played anymore. And, you, and I like the RPG games more than anything, so I like the stories and the things that you got to like read and like talk to people, and you build your character that way, and you have to like talk to people to get the hints and so you have to like know where you're at in the story for it to make sense or even to like finish the quests if that makes sense so after like three weeks you already forgot man i already forgot the fuck i was doing i already forgot who i talked to i already forgot what the fuck they said i already forgot what i was going out to collect and then so you spend like 45 minutes to an hour just trying to like reestablish where you're at and then it's like fuck it man and you turn it off and then that's it and there's 60 bucks down the drain and never play it again. But I'm definitely going to get that uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 is uh, getting ready to drop here in October. Red Dead Redemption 1 is one of my favorite games ever. It's like a Grand Theft Auto, but uh, in the wild, wild west. So you like, it was cool, man, because you had like real guns, you know, like little, like little six shooters and, uh, you know, like the first rifles and shit. And you would, uh, you would ride horses. So, you know, there are no cars. So instead of cars, you rode horses. And it was the same thing, though. You could rob people. You could be a good guy. You kind of be a bad guy. And that determines your story. And you could uh, shoot people. You could help people. You go hunting. So that's how you made a lot of your money. You just go out and hunt. And you kill, like, bears and rabbits. And mountain lions would come down and try to murk you every once in a while. All of a sudden, you hear, and you'd be like damn bro there's a fucking mountain lion where it's at and you start looking around and shit and you can't find it you're like where the fuck's this mountain lion and then all of a sudden it'll like swing at your horse like no not geronimo don't hit geronimo and then you jump down and fucking or, or shoot it from your uh from your horse and just shoot it start shooting that motherfucker and then you get down whip out that knife boy and uh you'd cut it up and it'd show it and you'd slice it up and you'd take that fur and that meat and then you'd be like, the, it'd be like this bloody uh, carcass uh, skinned just chilling on the ground. And then you would take that fur and you'd take that meat and you'd sell it. And that's how you get your money. That was, the, I mean, that's the way I made the money. It was the easiest. Just go out there and fucking hunt some deer, hunt some bear because they paid the most. But the bear fuck you up too. And they're, they're a little more stealthy than that mountain lion. And I don't believe... You didn't really hear them as much as you heard that. That mountain lion would always... At you. So you knew it was coming. You could start looking. But uh, so yeah, so that was cool, man. I like that game. It's probably the next game I'm going to get. But uh, I don't know. Other than that... I just can't get into games anymore, man. It's just harder to get into, you know, like as an adult. But... uh. Some other crazy shit going on that Mary that Mary Tibbet uh killing shit's been all over the news. Everyone's out there trying to score political points, man, and I got caught, guys. I got caught going down that rabbit hole. We all been there, right? You read the Facebook, the Facebook posts, and I've been trying to stay away from them. I've been staying away from them for a few years now. Don't like getting probably do like four years probably. We used to get into the, the arguing back and forth on Facebook. 
the commenting back and forth. But uh, got caught going down that rabbit hole, man. I want those stories, dude, because uh, just keep reading about like the women and the men, dude. It's like the every woman is out there. All these women are out there now. It's just bashing men, right? Trying to demasculate men, right? That's the world's problem. World's problem. The world's problems are men, guys. So you're hearing everyone talk about it. It's like all of our problems in this world are man-related, right? We're we're violent. We're vicious. We're crazy. We're out here killing people. And all I said was, uh, women are violent and kill people every day. Also, now I get it. Guys do it at a higher rate. But guess what? You're welcome. And you're be like, what do you mean you're welcome? What do you mean you're welcome? You're welcome because that's how we evolved, guys. You got to remember, women have only been in this working role. And it's it's not to say that it was right. I'm not saying it was the right way for it to be, but it's just how society was, guys. Society, all right? So society was the man worked, the man made the money, and the woman stayed home. Now, I'm not saying that's right. I'm not saying that's wrong, but it's just how it was done. Right. And it's, those were the roles that were instilled. So those have been the roles forever. So that's how we evolved because we evolved from the woman stayed home. There was a you know, you, you got impregnated in your tribe, your small little tribe. And the men uh, 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 threw that baby sperm up in you. Right. Knocked you up. You had that little baby in that hut. Then the men, what the men did was they went out and they hunted. Right. And what the women did was the women stayed and uh, picked berries and shit and gathered. They were the gatherers. We, you know, remember, remember, we were hunter and gatherers. That's how we survived as a species. We were hunter gatherers. Well, the men were the hunters. They were the aggressors. They were the protectors. They were the ones who went and fought the other tribes that were trying to come steal your animals, right? So they had to be evolved to be stronger, to be more athletic, right? To be able to fight better, to be able to have the ability to kill if needed, to have the ability to kill the food to eat, right? And the women stayed back and they raised the kid. That's why they're more nourishing. So they stayed back and they raised the kids and they gathered the food. That's why y'all like the garden, and plant flowers. Oh, for real? That's why I like to do that? Probably. I don't know if that's true or not. I'm just uh, guessing. That sounds logical to me. You know, through evolutionary process, y'all like to garden and shit because that's what you did. You picked berries. You know, your great, 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 great grandma uh, back in the day picked berries, brah. Or, or the female version of brah. And uh, the guys went out and they also, because uh, you're, there's guys, honestly, we're animals. There's two things. Um, the most, when, you, when it comes down to the, 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 we have two primal instincts, right? And that's simply to survive and to fuck. All right. So we have, we have two things we want to do. We want to spread our seed to make our species continue. It's just logical. Right? Every animal does it. And animals are way more... Uh, a lot of animals don't even ask permission. Let's put it that way. So we're way more civil about it. Because we're human. And we should be. 
because we can think. We have a conscience. But that's all we're bred. So like the men, we evolved, like I said, to be a little bit more violent. So now that the last 20, uh, 20, 30, 40 years, when the women started going to work and the roles are now becoming more of an equal, at least we're trying to make them more of an equal um, an equal thing, right? Where there's no defined role. Now, okay, cool, I'm okay with that, but you can't expect guys, men, to just be demasculated instantly and expect that evol- that that hundreds of thousands of years of evolution right that have given us these traits to just disappear and the and the real issue here is how quickly do you want us to be demasculated to where we're all betas and there is no more alphas left right and there's no one that has that dare i say ability to want to uh, fight for survival. Because guess what? There's a lot of places around this world that are a lot further behind than us. Okay, we like to... um, We like to scream from the mountaintop, right? About how horrible it is here. Let's just be honest with each other. It's... You're, you're, you're screaming from your hilltop mansion about how horrible it is. And you're screaming it to people that live uh, below you. Because you have it real good here. You have it real good here. And I don't know why people think that it's so horrible here. We have some atrocities. There's no doubt about it. We don't do everything good. No one can do everything good. No one can be perfect. That whole like... That, that's I mean we're going kind of going back to that same topic. People can people aren't fucking perfect, and you can't you can't teach people that they have to be perfect because everyone's going to make mistakes. The problem is, do you learn from that mistake or do you not? So here we are, we're on this high mountaintop, acting like we have it so bad when re- in reality we have it really good, and there's a lot worse around this world. So, uh. Yeah, so that's pretty much where it went. And then I got sucked in on the fucking rabbit hole. God damn it, man. I got sucked into the rabbit hole, guys. But then I hear, and I'm not, like, I'm just going to throw it out there. I usually vote Republican. I vote more Republican than I do Democrat. But I consider myself uh, uh, fiscally conservative and socially liberal. The problem is, is that both sides of those aisles have been hijacked and the left is fucking going nutty with it. Like they're hijacking the fuck out of the left and it's going nutty. It's going straight. That's why that's Narnia land. That's where Narnia land comes from. Some of this crazy shit we're talking about. And someone said like, there, so there's this, the talking point that's been, I'm sure you guys have read it a thousand times because it's the same comment. So, you know, it comes from, one source, I hate the talking points, guys. I can't stand the talking points. Everyone's making talking points. It's not your own thought. Have a fucking original thought for one time in your life. Think for yourself. That's the problem. You let people think for you. And you're like, oh, that's cool. That sounds good. And it's and and that thought is so so what's been being passed around is, and I just can't stand it. And that is that oh the person that hired this murderer. Right, because he's supposed to be illegal, right? He's an illegal alien. So that's the Republicans. Here's their Republicans talking point. Illegal aliens, you got an illegal alien in here. 
uh, um, we can't have illegals because they're murdering people, right? And so the left, they need their talking point. So their talking point is, well, he was hired by a Republican farm. Now, here's the problem. So there, so what this girl was saying was, this lady, basically, is, oh, I thought it was American first. Why did they hire a... Why'd they hire uh, an illegal? Now, the problem is, is that this guy had fake documentation and they did the, the, they followed the law. They did the E-Verify. The E-Verify, this dude came back good as a legal uh, working immigrant. So a guy who's here legally to work can work here legally by law, E-Verify, right? It's a law that people wanted some way to verify that an immigrant is allowed to uh, to work. So... He apparently passed this this e-verify, so they hired him. So now the, the left, because something bad happened, they're like, "Well, the uh, Republican, uh, it's owned by a Republican donor farm. Who gives a fuck?" So she's trying to say, "Well, he sh- they shouldn't have never hired him because I thought they're all about American workers." So my argument was, by law, um, equal opportunity, right? And we have affirmative action. You have to hire people, right? And the whole thing is. Um, I thought we want to give immigrants an opportunity. So all I said was, basically, what were they supposed to do? Were they supposed to just not hire this guy? I thought by law they're supposed to hire these people. And are we? Are you arguing that we should not be giving immigrants jobs? She's like, of course I'm not arguing that. Of course we should be giving immigrants jobs. But they're Republicans. They're supposed to be all about America first. And I'm like, well, you're painting them in a corner. And here's your problem. You're telling them that they need to hire these people and they need to be doing the right thing and giving everyone an opportunity to work. And if they're here illegally, they should have an opportunity to work and you shouldn't be holding that against them. And you should hire them and you should pay them the money. So they do the right thing. They hire this immigrant. And when something bad happens, now you're like, you only did it because it's cheap labor. She kept saying, it's, they only did it because it's cheap labor. So I said, so, so if it was a Democrat farm, would they still have hired this person for cheap labor or would they have done it for the right reasons? And she didn't really have an argument. And then I said that uh, basically she's getting in this herd mentality and, I, and herd mentality is the detriment to humans and it's another one of those evolutionary traits, guys, that we need to get out of. So we have this herd mentality and that herd mentality has a lot to do with what's with, with racist people and nationalism and i think nationalism is good you have to have certain amounts of nationalism right you have to have certain amount of love for your country and willing to die for it and willing to protect it from people that want to change your way of life right so but the herd mentality is no matter what you're going with that group so the herd mentality is, and, and, and why we, what happened was we evolved like this because you had to protect your herd, right? You had to protect your little, your little group. So by nature, you were always skeptical of that outsider, right? The person that wasn't a part of you. So we have this herd mentality not right now in politics where if you have a D in front of your name or an R, that's all that matters. It doesn't matter what you're about. doesn't matter what you're saying, what you're promoting. It's if you have that D... And I'm not talking about that dick, girls. If you have that D, then I'm going to just go with everything you say. And if you have that R, I'm going to be against you. And then vice versa. The problem is, is that, like I said, everything's hijacked. So now we're all, all we're doing is fighting with each other. Nothing's getting accomplished. 
and no one knows what the fuck's going on. And we're taking little snapshots of stories and we're making talking points out of them. And then all it's doing is making people like myself who would vote either way. You're making me look at both of you guys and like, you guys are both fucking crazy. And the Democrats, for, and now maybe you're saying this because you lean more Republican. Maybe I do. Maybe I do. But I see the left going way more crazy than the right. The right's crazy. They got some crazy far little little factions of it. But the left runs with everything. And the problem with the left's having, the problem with the left is, it's not that you're going crazy. It's that you're painting people in the box. And that's the same argument I have with this lady. It's like you're paint, you painted this Republican farm into a box. You told them they need to do the right thing by hiring these uh, legal immigrants to work. But then, you're, but then when something happens, you're saying they only did this because they wanted the cheap labor. So it's like they're damned if they do. They're damned if they don't. Either way, you're, you have a talking point against them. And that's the real problem. Do you really want these immigrants to have uh, work? Or do you just want talking points to get your party in? And the problem the left, what the left's doing is they're making you check every box. So they're making no matter what the idea or how far left they're going or how outrageous the idea is, it's you have to check every single one of their boxes. And if you miss one of their boxes, they come at you hard. And you guys are bullies, man. The left is bullies. Let's not be, let's not sugarcoat it. Y'all are fucking bullies. And you talk about bullying people, y'all are fucking bullies. I'll say it a hundred times. Y'all are fucking bullies. Come bully me, dude. I'll fucking slap you. All right? Because it's fucking ignorant. You guys keep talking about like violence. And uh, whoop, uh, you got to meet force with force. No, you don't. I thought you guys were the party of calm. And let's talk about it. You don't even let people talk anymore. You're suppressing speech, guys. And I don't know if you realize it, you're suppressing the fuck out of speech. And that's dangerous. Whether you agree with it or not, you need to let people talk. All right? Everyone has a voice. And as soon as you start shutting people out and saying they can't have a voice and they can't, uh, they can't um, express their opinions, guess what? They're going to bottle those opinions up. And that's when people boil over. When you don't let people express shit, it builds in them, right? It's like those, so I, uh, it, it's like a can. It's like a can of pop, right? Or, or a beer and you throw it in a fire. What happens? All right, it's full, right? All that CO2 starts building up and that gas starts expanding because it gets hot and needs to move. And then what happens? It blows up. The same thing happening to you guys. You're making these people hold their shit in because you're not even letting them talk. And as soon as they say one thing, you're going after their jobs and shit and their livelihood. And you're not even allowing people to be even uh, given their side or like go through the proper channels. It's like if somebody says one thing about you, that's true. And if the media says it's true, it's true. You're ruining people's lives, man. It's fucking crazy. It's crazy. And one of those boxes, just to give an example of how far left it's kind of been getting, one of those boxes is like uh, this whole gender, this whole gender talk. Now, now listen, like I said, I'm social liberal, all right? I don't give a fuck about gay marriage, guys. You, whoever wants to get married gets married. I don't even care. I'm cool about drugs. I'm super. I don't really give a fuck. I'm even more, uh, I'm even more libertarian that way. Like, I would let you do whatever the fuck you want to do as long as you're not affecting me. And what does a man and a man getting married or a woman and a woman getting married affect me? It doesn't. 
doesn't bother me. Transgender, don't give a fuck. You want to uh, cut your dick off, give yourself a vagina? Cool. You want to uh, put a dick on your vagina, have a dick, start fucking people? I don't give a fuck either. Cool. We could be friends, man. I'll hang out with y'all. Give a fuck. Do what you do. We're just humans. We're just people. All right? We're just chilling. So I'm okay with that. But you're getting a little weird now because like Canada, for instance, there's like, they're recognizing a hundred, like over a hundred, I don't know the exact number because I don't have no notes, guys. I told you this is just, I'm just fucking rambling. Uh, There's a hundred, a hundred genders that they recognize. Okay, I'm cool with that. You recognize a hundred genders. So whatever that means, basically, oh, excuse me. You know, right now we male, females. Those are the two scientifically, oh, excuse me again. Those are the, uh, those are two sec- scientifically recognized genders, male, female, right? Uh, but then there's other things like X and a hundred other ones, apparently, that Canada recognizes. Now, the problem that I have with this is it's against the law now if I call you by the wrong pronoun. So if I come up to a she who wants to be identified as a he and I um, use the pronoun she or her and she hears me or I say it directly to her, I could be fined and or go to jail. Think about that. I call you by the wrong pronoun and I can be fined or go to jail. Like that will never happen here, you want to bet? Because guess what? New York City recognizes 80, 80-ish of these same gender pronouns and they've already passed laws. Now the laws are more for businesses, I think, if I remember the law correctly and Google it because maybe I'm wrong here and then tell me. Tell me you're wrong actually and then tell me why. That's cool because I want to learn too. Um, I'm pretty sure the New York law is only for businesses. So like a landlord, for instance. A landlord can't, if, you, if, you, if, you, if he knows you want to be a he and you call uh, her a she, um, she can sue you and you can possibly go to jail for that. All right. But in Canada, it's just any, I think I'm pretty, pretty sure it's just anybody, like anyone on the street. Like if I approach what I believe is a woman and I say, ma'am, excuse me, she could fucking call the cops on me, bro. How fucking Narnia land is that guys? That's the world you want to live in. And the problem I'm having with the left is if I don't check that box, if I don't want to be in that camp, like if I don't want to agree with that part of it, if I don't want to agree with that part of their agenda, then I can't be a Democrat. And so you, and so, and I, I'm going to tell you, this is how you guys are going to get votes. I'm, tr- I'm trying to help you guys here. The problem is, why would I vote for you when all of a sudden you're going to attack me now? Now you're going to tell me I'm not, I'm not liberal enough. I'm not left enough for you. So now you're going to throw me under the bus. And you're going to call me all kinds of names. And then I, oh, I'm, I'm a, I'm, I'm a racist because I have an opinion and I'm a, uh, uh, I'm a homophobe because I don't, uh, want to acknowledge a hundred genders. It's not that I don't want to acknowledge them. It's that I don't want to go to fucking jail if I get one wrong. How am I supposed to know a hundred genders? How am I supposed to know what the fuck you want to be called? I don't know your name. You going to fucking throw me in jail if I call Adam John? Like, I'm like, what's up, John? Like, my name's Adam, bro. I'm going to call the cops on you, dude. You're a fucking dick. How dare you call me fucking Adam, dude? That's disrespectful as fuck. 
Dude, that's the kind of that's the world we're growing up in. That's the world we're raising our kids in. Is that the world you want to live, uh, uh, raise your kids in? It's one of the reasons why I don't have kids. I'm not gonna lie about it. I'm raising my kids here in this shit. I can't even raise kids anymore. They're talking. There's all kinds of crazy shit, dude. They're talking about asking your kid if. Uh, I swear to God, I heard this, man. I swear to God, this is real life. That you should ask your toddler if you can change his diaper. Ask your toddler if it's okay to change his diaper. What the fuck? What do you mean it's okay? Motherfucker got shit on his ass, dude. He just dropped. He just dropped that six ounce fucking jar of carrots and broccoli. That's pureed. Know how your shit comes out? Think about their shit, man. This fucking shit's runny. It's stinky. It's spread all over their ass cheeks. They're gonna get a rash, right? Then they're gonna be in pain. Then now, now, now I gotta. Uh, not only do I have to uh, change this kid's diaper, now I gotta rub fucking uh, some medication lotion on its ass to stop that chafe. But yet, I. But you know, I better ask first instead of preventing that by changing the diaper when he shits and pisses. Because what kid? Wants their diaper changed. Barely any of them. How many people have kids where their kid takes a dump and goes hide? Because they don't want their diaper changed. They'd rather be play. They'd rather sit in the shit and play with their toys than have their diaper changed. Of course the kid's going to say no. Nope, don't want my diaper changed. So then what? So then what? If uh, the kid says no 10 times, what do I do? Do I have to call the police? Do I have to call an ambulance? And then they, what do they do? They come and ask? Okay, can I change your diaper? Like, how are we going to fucking go about this, guys? You're not thinking it through. We're just throwing dumbass shit up in the air just to see if it fucking sticks at this point. They're talking about, like, can you kiss your kids on the lips anymore? Your little kids. Can you kiss them on the lips? Now, I get, I get the whole, um, like, the babies because of the whooping cough shit and definitely shouldn't be kissing other kids' babies. Don't touch other kids' babies, guys. Definitely when they're young, like, real young. Like, toddlers, like, uh, like uh, infants. Don't touch their babies. Don't kiss their babies. No, no, no one wants you to kiss and touch. I don't care how close they are. They don't want you to kiss their baby. And they don't want you to touch their baby unless they tell you, oh, pick them up. And then you can pick the baby up. Other than that, don't touch them. Right? Because they got that whooping cough and people are uh, serious about that. It's true. No one wants to get that whooping cough. You, you do pass a lot of germs. Plus, you might be, uh, you might have that little bit of hurt on your lip and you don't even know about it. And you kiss that baby. Now that poor baby's infected. But yeah, they're talking about you can't kiss your fucking baby on the lips anymore. Sending the wrong message. Come on, man. Let's just let people fucking raise their kids. I didn't even have a car seat. Car seats weren't even a thing until the late 80s, guys. I sat on my fucking grandma's lap. Or I sat in the back seat by myself. No seatbelt. No car seat. Guess what? Still here. I rode in the back of fucking trucks. I was out walking the street in the 80s. People think the world's so violent, it's because you hear about it. If you look at violent crime, it's actually way down. So when we grew up in the 80s, if you're my age, I'm 36. Can't think about that for a second. I'm 36. If you grew up in my time, you were out. You woke up, you went outside. Played outside with your friends, you rode your bike around town, you left. Parents didn't watch you. Right? You were all over the place. You had to check in. Every hour and a half, every hour, every two hours, really depended. I walked home from fucking school, guys. 
by myself, grade school. Me and my brother. It's the way it was. But violent crime was actually up 50% back then than it is now. What? Yes. There were more killings. There were more rapings. There was more violent crime in the 80s. But you're like, but, but I never heard about it. I hear about it all the time. Yeah, you hear about everything around the world instantaneous because you got social media. All you heard about shit back in the day was what was going on in your town. You heard it a week later. And uh, law enforcement wasn't even that good. There was no fingerprints. There was no DNA. There were no cameras everywhere. Everyone has a camera now. Can't get away with shit. You can't get away with shit, guys. It's just dumb to be a criminal these days. It's just not even smart business anymore. It used to be good business because you get away with it. Because there was no one cameraing. No one had video cameras. No one was taping shit. If you did, you had a shitty VCR. You couldn't even make it out. Right? If it was dark, you couldn't see nothing. Now we got night vision. You don't even need fucking light. Little $30 camera. And a laptop. And you can record whatever the fuck you want. So you just can't get away with crimes no more. So it was way more violent back then. But here we are. Talking about how violent the world is. We're getting better. We're getting better every year, guys. But for some reason, we keep thinking we're getting worse. It's just not true. And we need to like start realizing that we are getting better and we're trying. And it's all you can expect people to do is just try. And it goes back to the whole thing we start almost started this thing with. It's just you can't expect it to happen overnight. You can't expect to always win. All you can do is try. Put that effort out there. Hope it gets better. And humans as a majority, are going to do the right thing. But you can't, every time they make a small misstep or don't agree with you 100%, you can't uh, uh, castrate them, dude. You can't throw them to the wolves. You can't, you can't say they're not a part of you now or they're not even with you because they don't agree with one thing. We all can't agree with the same shit. We want to be a fucking robot? Why the fuck would I want you to agree with 100%? Of what I agree with. Guess what? Then I can't learn. Because you learn by having differences of opinion. Right? That's a lot of my learning at least. My learning is a lot of just listening to someone else who knows something I don't know. Or someone uh, enlightening me on a topic that maybe I'm looking at at a different angle. And that's my favorite way to learn. Because then I'm growing with someone else. And it's like, okay, I see your point of view. That's cool, but you have to have an open mind. You can't say, oh, because uh, uh, they got that D in front of their name. Uh, I can't listen to what they want to say. Or because they got an R in front of their name, they're racist, so they can't. you can't even talk. That shit don't work. And this whole kumbaya, let's hug everybody else from around the world, guess what? That shit don't work either, because guess what? They don't want to hug you. They hate you. There's a lot of people that hate you. And that's what kind of what I was getting at also with uh, with uh, trying to demasculate these men because there's places in the Middle East that are about 150 years behind us in the term in terms of how men treat women and uh, alphas and betas and men. So what's going to happen in 100 years when all we have left in America are betas? Guys not willing to fight no more. Totally demasculated. Have zero role as uh, protector, provider, hunter, uh, seed spreader, right? Then what happens? 
when uh, another group comes over who's still in this mentality because everyone's not evolving at the same rate now because we all have different ideals of how we should evolve and what should be right and what should be wrong. So what happens when they come over here and then and then uh, they're still old school, so guess what they're going to do to you, right? No, no man's going to protect you because they weren't raised that way. They're not going to want to fight. So what happens when they come in and now they're raping and pillaging? Because guess what? That's what uh, humans used to do. Rape and pillage. And guess what? Humans are still doing that all over the fucking world. There's genocide going on in fucking Miramar as we speak. Bet you don't even fucking know about it. There's genocide going on all over the world. People still raping. People still pillaging. People still enslaving. People still killing. Guess what? Guess what? That's not going on. It's not going on in America. It's going on with one person. One person's going out and killing people. It's not. It's not groups. You're not having groups of people committing genocide on other groups. It's not happening here. So guess what? You're already fucking winning. So settle down a little bit. Come together. Let's get something done. Can't get anything done if we're fighting. That goes for any relationship. And that's what Congress needs to be. It needs to be a relationship. We have to do things better that's going to uh, benefit everybody. But you can't demas- keep demasculating men. Can't keep telling them that they need to uh, almost be inferior. You're, that's the problem. You're not asking for uh, equality. You're asking for superiority. And that's dangerous. Also, what's going on, uh, crazy. I don't, I'm just rambling. I'm sorry, guys. I got real political. I know I don't want to get political or religious too much on this podcast, but we are going to do a religion episode still. Um, I didn't mean to get, I didn't really mean to get political. It's just, uh, I guess I had no notes. I'm just free balling this whole shit. But uh, there's another crazy thing we're getting on. So, I, you know, another big topic since we're fucking talking about it, why, why not, right? Uh, m- uh, maternity leave and paternity leave. Uh, where we are at in America compared to the rest of the world. And I get it. You want um, to stay home, and I get it. The problem is, is we got other laws that say when someone's on maternity leave or paternity leave or on sick leave or from hurt, you can't hire someone in their place, right? So that's a law. So we, we passed the law. See, and this is where too many regulations, too many laws, they're good, but they also hurt. So I'm going to give you both sides of the argument here. So you can't hire someone in their place, Right? So you can't hire someone to take their place because they're on maternity leave. Well, guess what? A business has to still work, run, right? So the, all those other people working there now have to pick up your slack. They have to, like, do more to run this business. And let's we'll say there's three people out. It's not fair to them. What if, what if that business can't, can't operate without three people? Now, on the flip side, so we'll, oh, hold on, let me just go back. So we pass laws that say you can't hire people in their place. So if you have 20 employees, one gets pregnant, now you have 19, you got to ride that 19 out. Now you can hire someone temporarily, but then you're getting in that whole thing. You can't, you know, in some, some states, you can't fire someone for no reason, right? So you're putting these businesses at, the, at these weird, in these weird predicaments where they still have to operate their business, but you told them by law they can't hire anyone to replace these people. Now I believe in that you need to give especially the moms and I'm cool with the dads too, getting a little time off the moms for sure. They got to have some time with these kids right at the beginning. And I'm okay with that. But we're also talking about here now, uh, 
so so there's always the argument about you know Denmark they they do everything so much better than us and they're the socialist this great socialist economy but just go ahead and google Denmark because anytime someone brings up Denmark I kind of just laugh because that's a talking point again you haven't really looked into it Denmark is socialist but their economy is capitalistic as fuck and it's even more capitalistic than ours guys they have they, so what happened was socialism was crippling their economy. What? Shut up. Bernie's favorite place, Denmark. Economy was being crippled? Yes, it was being crippled by social economics. And what happened was, they went capitalist, more capitalist. So what they did was they deregulated business. They took away regulations. Not only that, they don't even have a... So uh, Denmark's minimum wage, zero dollars and zero zero cents they don't have a minimum wage law they took it away but the average pay is right around twenty dollars because you let companies compete to pay people you actually let them get to like uh into like a bidding war it's like uh it's almost like an auction right it's like ebay if you if you shop on ebay um if you can buy it for the low price like they have the buy now option right so that's like, think about minimum wages, wages, that buy now option, right? So if you give someone that buy now option and they don't want to wait, wait it out, they take it. They take that low buy now option, but there's no buy now option, which is like kind of what Denmark took away with the minimum wage. So you give these companies these buy now options at this real low rate. So the acceptable rate now becomes that buy now option. So if you have a, a product on eBay and it's not, it's being bid on. Uh, not being bid on, but it's just buy now, right? Or you can bid on it. But the buy now is like really reasonable for the person who wants to buy it. You're going to just fucking buy it. You're not going to, why, why get in a bidding war? Why take the time? Why take the effort? So what we did was we gave these companies with minimum wage, we gave them a buy now option. And that buy now is a shitty like $8, however fucking dumb it is. So they all just buy now. But what Denmark did was they took away that minimum wage. Zero, zero, zero. We're going to let the market dictate what people are worth. So now what happens is there's no starting point for these companies. There's no buy now option. So what happens, just like an eBay, when there's a hot job or um, a hot skill, if you will, all of a sudden there's a bidding war. And you go back and forth. And you go back and forth until you can pay as much as you can pay. And right now they're saying that pay is like $20 an hour in Denmark. So they have a really good average pay, but they don't have a minimum wage. Zero, zero. Could you imagine? Okay, you love Denmark so much. Let's follow their rules then. Let's deregulate business and let's take away the minimum wage. I bet you would flip your fucking script if someone brought that out. You'd say they're the craziest, most, they hate, you would tell them they hate people. You just don't, you don't want to pay people a living wage. Well, Denmark proved, since you like to use Denmark all the time, they proved it actually makes the wages go up. So the average starting wage in Denmark is like $20 because you let, uh, you took away that buy now option from companies. But how we got on this whole little rant was now in America, listen to this guys, here we go, Narnia land, can't just have it the good way. So we turned maternity leave, so you want, okay, so you want people to get on your side with maternity leave and paternity leave. I'm on your side. You got me. I'm willing 
to go along with that. Like, I'm okay with women getting like three, four, five months off. I don't give a fuck, right? Who cares? I think it's healthy for the kid. I think it's healthy for the mom. So I'm okay with that because mental health is a big issue in America. It's a big issue all around the world. So I'm okay with that. But now you're saying, well, that's not quite enough. Because now we want fraternity leave. You heard it here first, guys. Fraternity. F-U-R. First of all, first of all, with the maternity and the paternity leave, some of the argument is, and I kind of get that side too, is no one else told you to have a baby. Right? That's on you. So there's consequences to your choice. You chose, and maybe you didn't choose. Maybe it happened uh, sporadically, but you're still having that baby. No one else said to have that baby. But who cares? You're having the baby. But now we're talking fraternity, fraternity uh, leave. And that's for people that have, and this is no bullshit, guys. It's There's a couple companies in a couple states that are already doing this. If you adopt a pet or your pet has babies or you buy a pet, you get time off to be with your pet and they want the state, you, the taxpayer, to pay for it, bro. Shut the fuck up, man. Now, some of these companies are paying for it. But they want, they want these programs to be state-sponsored. Maternity leave and paternity leave being state-sponsored, like a federal law. And I'm okay with that. You want to make, uh, I think paternity leave, not federal law. Company can do whatever the fuck they want. Right? Because you didn't have the baby. Now, I'll be okay with probably like two weeks. Or I'll be okay with a month, maybe even. You let a dude be off for a month. The women, I'm okay with five or six months. But for a fucking pet, come on, guys. A pet. A pet. So, what? So okay. Fuck it. You know what I'm going to do? Because, you know, you got to pay these people full uh, full scale, full price while they're off. I'm just going to fucking uh, adopt a pet every couple of months. Take that fraternity leave. And give that pet away. How many dumb fucks are going to do that? How many people are going to want a month off? You know, their friends are going on fucking vacation. They're like, I want to go too, man. I got no vacation time left. Damn, man, what am I going to do here? I know. I'm going to go uh, adopt this pet real quick. You think we have a problem right now with like pets being abandoned? Just wait till you make fraternity law, uh, leave law a reality. That's Narnia land, man. Pick and choose your battles. You guys are getting too crazy with some of your asks here. Can't have everything. Okay. You don't get everything. Why don't we just not fucking work, dude? Why don't we just have a society that doesn't do anything? We just sit around, play fucking video games, sit on the couch, watch TV, watch Jersey Shore, watch uh, the Kardashians. And then get on social media and talk about it. And then bitch about it. And then bitch about how shitty our lives are. And then pretend how great our lives are. And then argue with this guy about this. And then argue with that guy about that. I mean, we're going to get into that, uh, that simulation. You know, some people believe we're in a simulation right now. That's a, uh, that's a theory. Some people have it. That we're already in a simulation. When are we going to know when we're not in the simulation? Because virtual reality is getting fucking crazy, guys. Snapchat got a new virtual reality uh, filter. It get, it puts you in the Smithsonian Museum. And there's only like three things in it. I did a little Snapchat the other day. It was crazy. It like put this house 
this little this little hut. It literally fucking put a hut in my inside my apartment, guys. And I walked in it and I couldn't see nothing but this building. So I didn't even know where I was standing in my apartment. I was walking in it. And I could read the little label and I could see the little displays. There was like a naked statue of a woman. She was like brass or something, but she was like blue. Like a tarnished brass. Like no nipples. You know, no labia minora and no labia majora. But, you know, basically a naked woman. And like these two lamp things, painted steel. Is what the uh is what the little uh the little tag said on it. But that's virtual reality. And virtual reality is getting crazy. They got some good virtual reality now. So when are we not going to know that we're not in that simulation no more? So a lot of people think that we're literally, that we're like this, like someone's controlling us through a video game. Think about how crazy that is. That'd be nutty. But we're getting that way because we all just want to sit around, be on our phone. Right? We want to escape reality any chance we can get. And then just bitch about the real life but never really do anything to like make it better or correct the situation. Cause guess what? Arguing with that dude on Facebook, that doesn't accomplish anything. doesn't get anything done. All it's doing, doing is build, it builds hostility to the other side. Cause one, you're never even listening to what that other person's saying. And you never even were willing to listen to what that person was saying when you first started the talk. So, and then, and then the people that are in the middle, they're reading both. And and it's the silent majority, guys. And the silent majority is the majority, just like the name says, but they're silent. And they're reading both of these sides. And they're looking at you both crazy as fuck. You guys are both crazy as fuck. Far right, far left, crazy. We're better without both you guys, be honest with you. Because all you're doing is fucking stirring the pot like like it's some reality show to you. And you got that herd mentality. And she didn't like it. I called that lady out. I told her, I told her she was uh, not her personally. I said that mentality is um, some of the worst in human nature. And that's that her mentality. And it's not our fault. It's not her fault. It's not my fault. Because I get hurted. We all get hurted. Right? With your friends and shit. Right? One person hates somebody. You kind of like uh, hate that person with them. Definitely if they're not part of your herd. It's just human, man. It's just evolution. Got to let people talk about it in a different episode. Technology has surpassed evolution, right? Evolution's very slow. Technology's been very fast. We went from the first Model T, the first combustible engine. I think it was the first combustible engine. I might be wrong on that. First, like, combustible engine put into use. Like, no more steam power and shit, right? Uh, to, to rocket propulsion, to put in man on the moon in, like, 60 years. 60 years. Think about that fucking technological technological leap. It's crazy, dude. It's fucking mind-boggling. We've got self-driving cars now. 100 years ago, we were in horse and fucking buggy still, half of us. Horse and buggy. To self-driving cars. To space probes going to Mars. To a cell phone that fucking tells you anything you need to know. To get news all around the world. The worst news. Because it's sensational. And it's it's easy to talk about. And it gets people fascinated. And it gets them stuck. Fixating. On shit that's not even that important. 
Just worry about the little area you're in and the rest will work itself out. Because if I'm happy and we're good and they're happy and they're good, we should be happy and good together. But we take in all this negative uh, information and we just believe because our brains can't process it that everything must just be so horrible. Well, look at the stats, dude. It's wrong. Like I said earlier, stats are, are wrong. The stats are right. Your, your theory's wrong. It's way safer today. There's way less violence. We're way more uh, civil with each other than we were 30 years ago. So let's like just let's, we just need to come together, man. Somehow, but I don't think I think we're so I always say like uh, politics are a teeter totter, right? And that's kind of how, um, or a pendulum, whatever, whatever you want to do it. I like the teeter-totter analogy, I think. And uh, now let's use the pendulum. The pendulum, like swinging back and forth, right? So it's always an eight-year swing. It's, it, 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 it's been in American politics for the longest time now. You get, let's just start with the Republican. You get that Republican... Uh, you you uh, elect a Republican in the office, president, right? And usually they take the House and the Senate. So like they have a majority for a little while. After four years, people kind of get tired of the bullying and the bullshit. So um, they start changing Congress. They start changing the House and the Senate, right? Because that's where you make the most difference. If you guys didn't know that, vote locally. You get the most done nationally by voting locally. Right? Worry about your representatives. Because that's how you change shit nationally. Right? So change your representatives. You get that Democrat. So the Democrats start taking over Congress. And usually they have the majority now. In at least one of the houses. And then there's that fighting for the next four years. But that that usually that incumbent stays. So usually that president stays. But that, but that, you know, we're swinging back the other way now. So now we swing to the other side. And after those eight years are up, now we're Democrat. So we vote a Democrat in to office. And we uh, usually more into Congress. So now we usually have the House and the Senate, Democrat. Democrat president. So they do a little bit for a little while. They have control. They can do whatever they want. Not whatever they want, but they have a lot more leeway because they got control. Both houses uh, of Congress, the Senate and the House of Representatives, and the presidency. So they got three of the, th- you know, three checks and balances. So then it starts swinging back the other way, right? So then we're, now we're acting the same thing. Four years, president stays. One of the houses change usually. Uh, maybe two. And then we go back the other way. And after the next four years, eight years, Republican president. The problem is, is that those swings are getting big, right? They got a little bit big with, uh, with George W., number two, it went a, it went a little far. It went a little far right. It swung. It swung a little harder than normal. And then it swung down, and then it swung way left with Obama. Way left. Right? And then it swung way right. Now, the problem is these swings are so big that they kind of like a lot of people fell off 
or if we're going back to the teeter-totter analogy, it got too heavy on, it's getting too heavy on the sides, getting harder and harder to swing it back. It's not so much the swing back to the, to the next party. It's the, now nobody is willing to even, you're making it harder for the people in the middle who are adding the weight, right? Because it's the people in the middle that just kind of move over. So think about that way. You still, you have the people on the very ends, right? They're always there. You know, they're the ones that are, that are, you know, staying on each side of that teeter-totter. But then it's all the people in the middle, that silent majority. They're the ones that kind of shift over to the left, make that teeter-totter go. Switch over to the right, make that teeter-totter go. Now all of a sudden, these people in the middle, they don't know where the fuck to go. Because they say the one wrong thing and they're getting fucking slammed. They don't say the right thing the other way, they're getting slammed. It's like, I don't know what side to go on. So we're now to that point where you got these two crazy factions. They're kind of just holding everyone in the middle. It's just not even swinging really no more. And no one can talk to the other person because all we're doing is fighting and yelling. And we, I think we've gone too far. I don't know if this is fixable, guys. And that's fucking scary to me. I really don't know if this is fixable. I don't know if we'll ever be able to come to the table and have honest dialogue with each other ever again. That's fucked up, dude. Like, I think we're in the start of constant battling and nothing's ever going to get done. And there's the hate and the animosity is just going to continue to grow. And I think it's going to boil over at some point. And that's scary, guys. That's scary for everybody. And I hope you're ready for it. I hope you're prepared. Because a lot of shit's going to happen. A lot of shit's going to change. And you're going to need those primal instincts that we talked about earlier and I hate to say it not to be uh, not to be like a, a chauvinist or anything but you're going to need that alpha male you're going to need that alpha male to step up there's someone's going to have to step up and may, uh, maybe you know what maybe it's going to be an alpha woman that's cool too I don't give a fuck but someone's going to have to step up and bring people together or we're going to fucking fight and I'm talking about a real fight. And there's going to be a lot of people in the middle that ain't going to know where the fuck to go. And what are you going to do? Which side are you going to be on? Because both sides are putting people's backs to the walls. And like every other animal in the animal kingdom, and like I've said many times in this podcast, we're animals, guys. No matter how you want to sugarcoat it, we're animals. You back animals into a corner. And we're back to the two things that all humans have as final instinct, and that is to survive and procreate. And they're going to want to survive. And you're going to put everybody in a weird, weird position because you need to be in that herd. And you need to uh, not listen to anybody that has any difference of opinion than you. And not listen to that person with an open mind and think that their motives are sincere. And that maybe they just have a real disagreement about how things should be done. And that it's not always race motivated. Or motivated by some other racist or prejudiced type behavior. That they honestly just have a difference of opinion than you. And that's healthy. It's healthy to be around people that don't think like you. 
like I'll be honest with you guys, I have a lot of social anxiety. All right, I have a lot of anxiety. I don't like being around people. I love talking to people. Don't like being around people. And I struggled with that for a long time. And then I got a job where I traveled a lot. So I was on the road. I was on the road like uh, 360 days a year, basically. And I was living, I lived everywhere. I went to, uh, originally went to Arizona. Then I went to, and then I lived in New Mexico. Then I lived uh, uh, West Virginia, then Virginia. Then I went to Oklahoma. Then I went to New Mexico. Then I went to Georgia. And I finished up in South Carolina before I came home. So I lived in a bunch of states. And what happened was, uh, I went to Arizona. And you start living in, like we had an a, a apartment there because it was a little bit longer of a job. But mostly we were in like residence inns, Marriott. So it's like a extended stay hotel, basically. You got a full kitchen, full bedroom. It's nice. They're like suites. You know, you got a stove, oven, kitchen. You got the whole the whole shit. It's pretty nice. It's, you know, they pay good. And they pay for all your food and shit. And you get a good per diem. Tax-free money. Can't beat it. So I was installing security systems for the military. That's what I was doing. I was going to military bases, ripping out their uh, security system and putting in a new one. Because after 9-11, they wanted to upgrade all these uh, systems. So we came in and we put them in. That's basically what I was doing. So I had an option. Do I sit in this hotel room? And I was young. Like, I was like 25. No, I was even younger than that shit. Take that back. I would have been, I was like 22. I was like 22, guys. Barely drinking. Went on the road and I had an option. So everyone was older than me. They didn't, they didn't do nothing. You know, they had family and shit back home. They'd send a lot of their money home. It was either sit in that hotel room or face my fears. So I did. I faced my fears, man. I went out. You know, it's like, I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but one of the hardest things to do, for me at least, is to go into that restaurant, go into that bar by yourself. Because who are you going to talk to? Right? You're just that creep on the fucking, uh, at the bar or at the restaurant that you're, you're, because everyone's looking at you and they're like, everyone has their, um, you know, everyone reads that book. Everyone's like, oh, you can't read a book by its cover. We all do it. Right? So you look at that guy. Yeah, sitting at the table by yourself. Oh, he must be lonely. Da 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 da. It's always had that like that insecurity, that fear, that anxiety to be on public to begin with, and then now I got to be there by myself. But I had an option: do I sit in a hotel room, or do I go out? So I said, "Fuck, I'm gonna go out." So I just started with like uh, like restaurant bars. You know, I just go there and sit at the bar, talk to the bartender a little bit, eat some food, have some drinks. Then I started getting more comfortable. Then I just started going to bars by myself. Then I just started going to places by myself. And I grew because I looked at it from a different point of view. I looked at it with an open mind. You know, maybe not everyone is going to look at me that way. Maybe there are people who aren't judging me and thinking, oh, he must just be by himself. He must be so lonely. Oh, he must not have no friends. I got a lot of friends. Just so happens I'm here by myself. So I, I took those bulls, uh, that bull by its horns, and I made friends at a lot of places I went. And I had a good time, and I loved my time on the road. It made me grow more as a human, as a person, than I ever could have done at home. It really got me over that 
social anxiety I had. And it was because I had an open mind for the other perspective that I didn't believe was there. If that makes sense. And I also get a, I get back in that little rut now. Every once in a while, I start feeling that anxiety come on again. And I don't want to do anything. I don't want to like be around people. Like I feel weird. And that's why I like traveling by myself so much. If you've been listening to these episodes, you know I've been traveling a lot lately. I've been to uh, Rome twice. I went to Greece. And I just got back from Tokyo a few months ago. Spent 11 days in Tokyo. I love it. By myself. Because every time I start feeling like I'm in this this anxiety mode again, I want to just get out. And I want to go somewhere where I'm not comfortable. Because you're always comfortable at home. You, you can run into people. There's always that possibility. I like going somewhere where I'm by myself, no agenda. I can do as I please and I have to go out and do something. Otherwise, I'm going to be back in that hole. Like, am I going to pay all this money and just sit in a hotel room? And you can't do that. So you go out and you meet people and you talk to people. And it's so freeing. Like, you guys would if you don't, tr- tell me right now, if you can somehow... I know a lot of people my age, they're already married, already got kids, and it's it's not possible. If there's any way you can go travel somewhere by yourself, I 100% recommend it. I know it sounds super scary, right? It sounds so scary. It's really not that bad. But you will grow like no other. Like being in a different place and seeing other people and then being there by yourself and just being able to actually be in the moment and think about what you're seeing, uh, seeing and think about what you're hearing and not have to like have a conversation with somebody else. If that makes sense. And like almost get their ideas mixed in with what you're actually seeing or hearing because everyone's different. Like we, like we've been talking about, you just grow different and it's been one of the most liberating and growing experiences I think I've ever had in my life along with the traveling you know, in America by myself. But these overseas trips, it's just a whole different level of learning and growth. And super uh, appreciative that I've had this ability, you know, that we even have this ability as humans to get just get on a plane and fucking go somewhere. Like, that wasn't possible uh, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years ago. It's like air travel really wasn't that. Like, humans couldn't do that. You had to get on a boat, right? And it took a long time. You couldn't just get up and go somewhere like, oh man, Rome seems cool. Let's go there. Or, hey man, I'd like to go to, uh, you know, I want to go to somewhere in Africa or I want to go to Egypt. You know, I want to go to England. I want to go to Ireland. I want to go Australia, Japan, China. It doesn't matter. You just, you can go. Now you can't stay, but you can go. And I, I just, like I said, I, rem- I, re- I recommend anybody if you can somehow do it, to go ahead and do that and just grow a little bit. Be a better person. Open-minded. You got to keep the open mind, man. And we got to do that same thing with politics. That person next to you is not a bad person. Right? There's a few bad people. There's going to be bad people everywhere. But they just have a little different uh, world view, view than you right now. And maybe they're wrong. Maybe they're right. But if you think they're wrong, they're going to be wrong. Think about how many times you've gone into a situation with a preconceived notion. How many times has it turned out that your preconceived notion 
was correct. Now, maybe you're just fucking smart. You know, maybe you got some great intuition. I think I do. But maybe a lot of those times it's just because that's the way I believed it was going to happen. So I try to go into every, every situation with as big of open mind as I can possibly do. That's hard for me, guys, because I'm semi-conspiracy uh, theorist uh, wired. I'm wired. I'm wired weird like that. I'm looking at it from 37 different angles. Like, I don't know, man. Maybe that guy's being a little sneaky over there. I don't like Paul over there. He's looking at me weird. He might have a different agenda. And he's just telling me something different. But I try to I, I try to get out of that if I can, man. Because I don't want to get stuck in that rut. Of believing. See, that's, and that's another thing, man. You guys can't be happy. You can't be happy with yourself if you think everyone, every other human's fucking bad. And how can you love, if you're a woman and you're screaming this, uh, this man hate right now, how can you love your man? How can you love your husband? How can you really love your child? If you have a boy, think about that. If you had a son and you're yelling about how these males are so violent and they're the, they're the problem, how are you going to love your son? Who, guess what? He's a man. Do you feel that way about him? No, obviously not. Because you raised him and you know how he is. But guess what? That other girl, that other lady who's screaming about it, she doesn't believe that. She doesn't know your son. And guess what? You're that lady. You're that lady. So next time you want to scream man hate or any kind of hate, think about it from that perspective. And just be fucking happy. Don't worry. In every life we have some trouble When you worry you make it double Don't worry Be happy Don't worry, be happy Alright guys, that's going to be all for episode 11 Be heard, not herded Sorry I didn't have anything really prepared for you there Um, But I hope you enjoyed it anyway Uh, I had fun, I had a little uh, You know, I got a little tipsy not not real, but it got a nice little buzz going during that episode. It was fun. Um, what we have going on uh, coming up on Chromatic Distortion is we have a few guests starting to be lined up. I'm not 100% sure how I'm going to be doing the audio yet, so I'm going to work out the logistics of it all. Um, but when we figure that out, we're going to do it. I might be doing a on-location recording this weekend from uh, Mondo's Neighborhood Pub. Um, but I'm not hundred percent sure on that. I'm not really sure how that's going to go yet. I might even try it. If it doesn't sound good, it's not going to be posted. Sorry guys. But, uh, other than that, I'm going to be trying to get these guests going and just, just try something different here. Um, we're going to be working on another serial killer edition coming up probably in about a month. Um, not sure. Or I got a short list right now. I'm not really sure who it's going to be. I'm going to leave that a little bit of a surprise. Um, other than that, man, please just like, and subscribe. Uh, to your favorite podcast. If you're on Google or uh, iTunes or Spotify or whatever you're on, just like and subscribe. Keep listening. I appreciate it. Um, also, make sure you're liking uh, and following the Facebook and Instagram pages. That's where you're going to find all the new content and all the new updates. And I'm also posting uh, a few of my friends' podcasts. We got my friend uh, Juice Pro Wrestling is out. It's a good podcast if you're into uh, wrestling. 
And then my other buddy, Joe, he's doing uh, Musical.ly Meditated. So if you enjoy music, it's all about music. It's really good. I suggest you check that out. It's on every other platform. You can probably find those guys on my page. Uh, somewhere there, they've either liked something or posted something. So go ahead and click on their shit and listen to their shit and show some support for some people in your area, guys. All right? Because we're doing this shit for free. All right? No money involved here. We're just doing it for fun. We're doing it for content. We're doing it for your uh, for your enjoyment. So other than that, man, hope you guys uh, liked it. And uh, like always, we're going to have another little song to end this episode with just to enjoy it. And uh, enjoy your week. And happy Labor Day. It's coming up. Be safe. Don't drink and drive. And just uh, be good to uh, be good to one another, guys. All right. Later. You have just witnessed the lyrical stylistics of chromatic distortion. I'm stuck in